5: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio Man, big man, we got a lot of stuff to get to Who says this is the slow time of the sports year? You can I'm all sorts of fired up for the World Cup. Ephraim Salam. Did you see the at led Steve DeSager's update? Germany down a man in the ninety uh, third minute with the goal to win it. That was unbelievable.
3: Unreal. Like if you if you don't like soccer or follow soccer, okay, we get it. But watching the World Cup is unbelievable. Number one, I always equate it to the Olympics, right? Because you fall in love with these countries and these teams and their story, right? The, the individual athlete's story. And then you watch them perform with everything on the line, like that Germany game. Like, you know, that was crazy good. And yeah. Yeah, the score is only two to one. But if you start watching it, you'll start understanding soccer and the rules and the intent and the fact that they have plays that they run and the the, the dynamic – control of the ball that they have with their feet, which is amazing to me. It's amazing. It's like Well,
2: I get into the World Cup for sure, man, because when you get all of that coupled with the countries and the pride and just watching the Mexicans, the Mexico's fans in there, they're going crazy. <laughs> like they're jumping up and down. It was beautiful to watch when you see true passion like that. It's cool, man. It makes it that much better.
3: It, it does, and you know, I'm I'm taping the games. I'm the first thing I do is I wake up because you know they come on at two in the morning out here on the West Coast, right? Uh, so I I I'll TiVo all three games, or TiVo or DVR all three games, and I'll just wake up as soon as I wake up. I just put the first game on and, and just and watch it, and then go right on to the next one and the third one. Go right through it. Do they still have TiVo? I, I I'm I doubt it. Yeah. Like people are listening, like <laughs> what happened, TiVo. Man? What's this TiVo yeah. thing?
2: TiVo was it. That was then. the real deal. TiVo oh, was the man. real deal. What happened to
3: them? DVRs How did they get ran over. Like- you know why? Did- because the cable companies decided they're going to create their own, and it came with. Remember, you had yeah. to have a TiVo box. And a yeah. cable box, and that annoying yeah. little blip
1: sound.
3: Yeah, and you're right. And the cable companies are like, "Screw that!" Yeah, like, we're, just, uh, yeah, we're not going to go through TiVo. We're not going to do a deal with them. We'll just create a DVR, and they did. Yeah, and TiVo was like, "Well, uh, so much I guess for that. that's that."
2: <laughs> so much for our business. I guess here's how it sounded on Fox Germany with the goal. Royce is right there to touch it to a close one out. Fire from goes. Yep.
3: Do we Short, have sweetened to the point? I man. know, right? Can we have the Telemundo version? This is this is this is the great oh, this is the great stuff right here. Right? Whether you speak Spanish or or not, the excitement and the forty five second goal is is unbelievable. Yeah, um, there's the longer version of Germany. I don't
2: think it's the Telemundo version. We'll get to our bilingual calls here in a little bit, Ephraim, but see if this suits you.
4: Royce is right there to touch it to a close one. Now fire on Friday, he
1: but Don't count them out yet!
5: Germany
3: nope see, now, see Gavin, give me the, give me the real deal yeah, yeah.
2: see now e from these commentators in the states they're like, now let it breathe now when we get to other countries they're like, forget breathing yeah, no Screw one's breathing. breathing yes
3: no just one is yell breathing.
2: until you have to breathe is it's, basically the business model
3: it it makes it so much more exciting, right <laughs> like it's, you're just sitting there like, <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. I, I don't know if I should be happy or shouldn't be happy, but it, it's making me happy. Yeah. yeah. Let me get the Mexico call. Here
5: comes say- the ball.
3: I no. love that. I'm smiling Dad right is a now. Call. I'm oh my god! Right, it's amazing. That's amazing. Call. I'm telling you, I love that. I love it. What did he hit us with? It wasn't a booyah. It, kaboom. kaboom! Did he go kaboom on us? Kaboom! Yeah. Babumba!
1: Did you kaboom. hear? The, did you hear the one later when South Korea scored to bring it to a one one goal deficit with like a minute left? Did you hear that one? No, you I got, got it. it. We're about to hear that right now.
3: Pull it up, okay?
5: South Korea. Loking the fire. Oh, my. What a super duper goal <laughs> <Ningo>! <laughs> oh! by South Korea. Ningo! <laughs>
1: super duper. Super
5: duper
3: look what how exciting look gold. that's the mexican broadcast and they got scored against and they it's it just i love the excitement could you imagine yeah. if golf had announcers like that oh man that'd be nice i like that right? idea i'm serious yeah. think about that think about if you you hit a birdie <laughs> right 20 foot birdie and tiger tiger steps up and uh the ball's on its way it's on its way it's going the ball's going
5: Oh, <laughs> yeah
2: we get a little bit of that what was it in the masters remember how the ball just sat on the lip and you got the Nike swoosh sitting there for yeah. a little bit, and then it dropped. I don't know if Vern Lundquist was on the call because Vern will get animated from time to time. You know, we have to go back and get that call because I think it was pretty good. You get that a little bit, but not nearly it. like soccer.
3: Golf needs it. Just think yeah. about it because, for the most part, if you're the reason why people in this country don't um, take to soccer, number one. The number one reason, of course, is we have other sports that are completely dominant. Football, they have no football in Mexico. Um, We have the best basketball players in the world. That takes up a lot. And there's no real channel to watch soccer in college. Most of our professional sports come from the legions of colleges, right? You follow a player, you follow a team, they go into the pros. You know, you go with them. Uh, For soccer, it's just so much that goes into the actual attack and um the 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 knowledge of the game. Like there's a lot of retreating in soccer. Right? So you are like, well why do they keep backing up? Why do they keep kicking the ball back to their own goalie and, they're, and a lot of resetting and coming up with ways to attack differently. If you really sit down and watch games, especially in the World Cup. World Cup is is the best time to do it because you get the greatest players in the world playing And you can see the strategy unfold and how they kick that ball out and get into fast breaks and stuff like that. There's been some tremendous, tremendous uh, individual efforts and team efforts out there.
2: Yeah, there have been. It's been interesting. Like I said, I get into it for sure. I love it. And we got a ton of stuff to get to today, Ephraim, where we got the NBA draft. We've got the latest on Kawhi Leonard, NBA free agency, all this stuff. It's Brian Noeni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. While we're talking about it right now, though, Ephraim, while we're talking about soccer, I love, I saw this commercial today. This has been a huge controversy because Landon Donovan, who once starred for the U.S. men's national team, he's in this commercial where he's promoting Mexico. And it's for a Wells Fargo ad. This is how it sounds. Suspicious card activity alert from Wells Fargo $150 at the Mexican national team store. That's also surprising. But is it? <laughs> okay, that's awesome Vamos Mexico He's wearing a Mexico like t-shirt And he's rooting for Mexico And so some of his Former teammates are like That is BS We will not root for Mexico Over our dead bodies And Donovan is like Look, I grew up in East LA I bleed red, white, and blue But I got a lot of love for Team Mexico And because the US isn't involved I'm rooting for
3: them where do you come out on this? I'm okay with it. You're alright. Well, I'm it. rooting for Mexico. We're not <laughs> in it. You got to root for somebody. Who are you going to root for? So I got about I I have I have four teams that I that I'm I'm excited to watch play. Okay, who you got? Uh, I have Mexico. I have Belgium. I have mm-hmm. uh Brazil mm-hmm. and I have Nigeria. Okay. Our guy Papa Bear sends us texts
2: almost daily about Nigeria. Papa Bear is not with us today. He's taking the day off and probably listening to the show. <laughs> I don't know what Papa Bear he's, does on his days off. I know off, what but he's he doing this day off.
3: He's binge, <laughs> Is that right? He's binge watching the uh, Luke Cage season two. <laughs> season two. I, he, right now, he's got a tall one open. He's in his sweats. <laughs> He hasn't showered in a day, and he's on episode nine of Luke Cage (laughs) on Netflix. Guaranteed. Wait a second. That's
4: why I'm in here filling in? Yes.
2: That's right. Our man Danny G is in tonight. It's a treat for us. My guy DG. So we'll have a lot of fun with Danny, but you have made it very obvious, Ephraim, your disgust for the Oakland Raiders. This goes back to your playing days. Of course. Yeah. So of course Landon Donovan made a bunch of money on this. Could you see yourself making a commercial saying, "Hey, let's support the Raiders in the playoffs"? What would be that dollar amount that would get you to do that?
3: Uh, that's tough. Um, hmm, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I don't, I don't, you know, wish ill on the Raiders anymore. I'm out. I'm out of the league, so for me, it's a little different. And it's it's different when you're dealing with a team over a country. Right? Uh-huh. So we're talking about a country. Yeah. So a team, yeah, like if the Raiders came to me and was like, hey, we'll give you 150 grand to do this 30-second spot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Go yeah. Raiders. Silver Go and black, Raiders, silver baby, and black. all day. The 31 <laughs> teams in the NFL, and then they're the Raiders. That's right. You'd be all in at that point. That's the thing, man. The teams
2: that I hate, Steve Desager knows how much I hate the Chicago Cubs. But if somebody opened up a briefcase of money, I don't know exactly what the dollar amount would be, but you can talk tough all day right now. I would never. They show you a briefcase with six figures in it saying, hey, just say the Cubs are uh, the team you're rooting for in the postseason because the Cardinals didn't make it. That'd be tough to pass up. Really? be honest. You're not kidding.
0: You're serious. There's a dollar amount for you.
2: Everybody's got a dollar amount. On the Cubs. Everybody's got uh, a By the way, enough.
0: with Landon Donovan, he grew up in Redlands, which is not in Los Angeles County. It's like 60 <laughs> miles east. He's east of LA, hardly east LA. That's funny. Yeah, he I grew said up, up, uh, east uh, in LA. East, uh, no, east yeah. of LA. The east
3: of East
2: L.A. But but also different than you or
0: I, Brian, is he is the greatest American-born soccer player. He was the face of United States soccer. And for him to say, Mexico's my other team, well, there are some people that just won't forgive him now. I hear you, man.
2: Vamos Mexico is where he's going. It'd be like if we took it in football terms, think of a great Steelers player. If it was Terry Bradshaw or... whatever whoever you want to mention jack lambert Uh, anybody jack lambert you know and they're like hey the black and gold aren't in the playoffs but join me rooting for the ravens never their fan base would be like what (laughs) that's sacrilegious that's just football right we're not talking about countries over here so yeah that's a interesting storyline over there but i laugh every time i see that commercial for sure
3: sounds like a pretty good commercial
2: yeah it lined his pockets you know He'll deal with the Cha-ching. backlash. All right, we got lots to get to. NBA draft stuff. We've got Bruce Bowen, his thoughts on Kawhi Leonard. But coming up next from the Geico Studios, this Jameis Winston situation. Is the league handling it right? And if Tampa could get into the hot tub time machine, would they go with Mariota instead of Jameis Winston? We'll dive into that. I'm Brian Ngo. He's Ephraim Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Also brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Ephraim. So we've got this Jameis Winston situation going on. There hasn't been an official suspension. Word is the league is considering a three-game suspension. This goes back to March of 2016. Jameis Winston was accused of groping a female Uber driver. And the driver, she had told BuzzFeed News, this is last year in 2017, when she told BuzzFeed News that she drove Winston to a fast food restaurant and while in the drive through lane, Winston reached over and grabbed her crotch, holding his hand there for three to five seconds until she verbally interjected. That's where we're at right now. The NFL is looking into suspending Jameis Winston. There hasn't even been a police report
3: uh, filed out. So where do you come out on all this? Um, did he do it? Right. So when you're looking at situations like this, the biggest thing is, okay, so what are all the facts? Mm-hmm. Right. Was he alone in the car? Was he with someone else? Was it his hand? Why didn't she? Did she? I mean, I, I think she did a, a report with Uber. Right. Right.
2: Said, yeah, she, he wasn't fit to be, Um, you know, I'll, I'll get the exact quote, but she was basically saying he's dangerous to be driving around. is right. Essentially what she was saying.
3: Yeah. Now, was that because he was drunk and belligerent or is it because he actually touched her? So when you her,
2: her exact quote
3: Ephraim, just so it's uh-huh. a, he is not safe for other drivers,
2: is what she reported to Uber when it happened.
3: Okay. I um, mean that's, that's just so to, you know, broad. Yeah.
2: It is. It like is like she
3: didn't say other female drivers. She said other drivers, meaning male, female. So what was the behavior? Obviously if something he did was completely inappropriate and out of pocket. Uh, but what is the behavior, right? A sexual grope is is much more serious than screaming obscenities and opening the door when you're driving and stuff like that. So, you know, the fact that it was no police report, there was no mention in the initial uh, quote by her of the sexual uh, inappropriateness I, it, I just, you know, this is one of those things where if he did it, he deserves to be suspended. Sure. But if he didn't and someone was just pissed off at him for whatever reason, then uh, how can you suspend a guy for that? But it used to be if you, and this needed to change because, um, but the NFL doesn't have the, the answer yet in terms of how to discipline players it used to be if you had a situation and there was a police report and you were found guilty then you would be suspended in docked pay mhm that was what it was then it became well you know Ray Rice happened Greg Hardy happened and all these things start happening and they were like well we're going to le- we're going to at our discretion we can the thing with um uh Peterson and his son, the the child abuse uh, allegations. We're going to leave it up to our discretion to discipline you as we feel. And that's such a gray area. That's such a dangerous place to be, right? Because now you've taken the court out of it and you've based it firmly on public opinion. Right, because if they come out and they say, "Well, there's not enough evidence for us to suspend him," it's going to be an uproar. He's had a history of this type of behavior, this type of you know, questionable things in his past, dealing all the way back to college. So you you don't want to you don't want to have another Ray Rice where you yeah you know can't have that no right. So now they they they're they're, they're frantic. They don't really know what to do. So you're going to suspend the guy. Um. Who allegedly groped someone in an Uber, an Uber driver in an Uber, but there's no evidence, and there's no, like that. That's hard. That's really tough to do. It is, but that's where the
2: NFL has made it perfectly clear they're going to err on the side of, of being com- aggressive right. with their punishment.
3: Now, how you know? fair is that though? When we talk well, about being exactly. fair, like you, that's true. Because then how anybody can say anything, and we saw it was it was happening with um, Reuben Foster. Ruben Foster. Like, if right? that had
2: happened during the season, that's what's interesting to me. If been we were within the NFL season and this former girlfriend comes out and says, he beat me, he was physical, he broke my phone, all of these things, I think the NFL acts pretty swiftly and
3: most likely suspends him. Well, yeah, the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, right? Right. I mean, people on record saying that the girl said she was going to ruin his career and she told her friend to lie and her friend was like, I'm not lying. for," it. like So you, you get into that, but it had gotten so big and so out of hand and he's also had some questionable behavior off the field that they were just like, we're going to suspend him for six games. Right.
2: Well, and that's where I think that there's a difference between what's fair and what's best for business because I can't sit here and – and say what's fair or not because, honestly, I don't know for sure what happened. I can't sit here and tell you I know what happened in that car with Jameis Winston and the female Uber driver. I don't know if the NFL ends up suspending him for three games. I can't sit here and tell you if it's fair or not, but what I can tell you is that's what's best for business because there's a possibility that he did that, and there's a possibility that the female Uber driver is telling the truth, and there is certainty that people will look at the NFL and say, oh, they take these sorts of things seriously. And that's what the NFL wants at the end of the day.
3: Right. But what hap- what has to happen with the NFL is they have to have a real, legitimate, investigative team. Right? Not one that they keep outsourcing. They need to have a team in place, a securities team that does investigation. And they need to investigate each incident Thoroughly, that way they mm-hmm. can come up with their own, right? They can come up with their own uh summation of, of of what happened, all right? And completely independent of the courts of anything, they need to do that, and they need to create that committee or or that group, and so they can start building a rapport and they can start, you know, having a relationship, so we don't have to keep going back to well, should they or shouldn't they should. Like when those investigators come back and like he definitely is guilty of such 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 and such, are they come back and say we found no credible evidence? If there's no credible evidence, then we cannot continue to prosecute. We cannot continue to suspend these people off. You know the the someone just completely and I don't know if that's the case. I'm not talking about Jameis Winston's case per se. I'm just talking about in general what's to stop someone and I've seen it I I mean I've I, this happened when I was playing it just wasn't out in the public as much as people would they would lie all the time right, right? just and make up a story they would about just a make player. Up, it was make it was it was easy to do right it was easy to do if you if uh, oh I don't like the way he treated me and blah 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 you just you just say something right right people are malicious like that and like I, we talked about uh earlier in the year like there's no repercussion for those people who falsely accuse someone None whatsoever, which is amazing. Right. So what's to stop people from doing that? Right. We talk about
2: it's you know, we talk about PEDs in baseball. And if you really want to crack down on that behavior, you got to take away contracts. You got to revoke pay. All that type of stuff. What we're talking about making up allegations when it comes to sexual abuse, sexual assault, sexual any type misconduct. of assault, anything, what, yeah, it, right. And it's just like ah, she made that up. Well, whatever. I mean, hey, people make
3: stuff up sometimes. it, I guess. Just, it can't be like it that. it cannot because there's no stopping it. it I, that's cr- you only get upside, right? There's only an upside if they go <laughs> For, forward, and I yeah. You know they should be prosecuted and arrested to the fullest extent of the law. Right? You talking about yeah. career damaging? Oh
2: yeah, no doubt. I mean, the same thing. If you Google Ruben Foster, the whole thing with his ex girlfriend making stuff up will be the first thing you see. And a lot of people don't know that she made it up, and, and they'll be like, are "Oh, he paid her off that she made it. He up. He paid yeah. her off. Like, like right.
3: you get all of that." right so now for the rest of your life you have to answer the question of being you know abuse physically abusive to women right
2: right, we're gonna shift gears we'll get back to this with Jameis winston we're gonna shift gears to the nba draft lots of stuff to get to as far as that goes and uh i mean in terms of getting to a lot of stuff steve DeSager's updates he spins us around the entire sports landscape like no other. Stevie D, how you doing tonight, my
0: friend? Doing well. Sorry to hear that your Cubs lost today. 11-2, Cincinnati wait, wait to a win.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I say one thing like I would accept six <laughs> figures to say something halfway oh, yeah, complimentary right. about the Cubs. Okay, and yeah. now they're my Cubs, Steve DeSager. This that's, is outrageous. You and I
0: failed to bring up the actual key sentence in the whole Landon Donovan discussion. He's already a millionaire and taking money to tell people to root for somebody else. For the United States. Wow. That yeah. takes chutzpah. Sell out. Anyway. And bad judgment, well. some would argue. Yeah, I yes. would say that is bad judgment. He's, his own teammates were giving him blowback on this. Anyway, for Fox TV, for much of the country, it's Dodgers-Mets, and Jacob deGrom, the ERA leader in the majors, has given up three earned runs in a start for the first time since mid-April. His team is already down 3-0 to the Dodgers, top of the fourth. Clayton Kershaw had started for the Dodgers. Coming off the disabled list, he had only had one start since May 1st, went 55 pitches tonight, the three runs, uh, two uh, runs in the three innings. He was pinch hit for here in the top of the fourth, and Chris Taylor hit the go-ahead two-run double, so 3-2 L.A., top of the fourth. Cincinnati won at sixth straight, beating the Cubs 11-2. Arizona has won at Pittsburgh 7-2. Paul Goldschmidt is 17th homer of the season. Baltimore's Mark Trumbo with a grand slam in the first inning. 7-5, eventually the Orioles win at Atlanta. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay with victory. San Francisco and Miami as well. Texas won at 7th straight, 9-6 at Minnesota. And the A's were down 5 nothing in the first and still won 7-6 at the White Sox. Also in progress at Cleveland, it's 4-1 Indians Over the Tigers in the bottom of the seventh And the Royals lead at Houston 3-2 in the top of the fifth inning That game on Fox TV for part of the country As well the game from Boston where the Mariners Are up 4-0 on the Red Sox top of the fourth seattle trying to end a five-game losing streak germany 2-1 over sweden at the world cup today on a goal in the 95th minute mexico won again 2-1 over south korea belgium 5-2 over tunisia three more games tomorrow starting on fs1 at 8 a.m eastern time with england against panama which is in its first ever world cup back to you
2: it's gonna feel weird when we don't have these world cup triple headers anymore i know know it's going to get a time with the knockout stage. It's yeah. getting there pretty soon. Staying I think there's going to
0: be a day off before we get to the knockout <laughs> stage, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Steve, I love that the
2: red starting pitcher, I heard this, hit a grand slam off the Cubs. Dace That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's fantastic. We're going to have to cue that up so I can.
0: <laughs> Better yet, get, get rid the Mexican announcer back on from, from, from Fox right. a earlier super today. Super duper grand
5: love slam.
2: It. <laughs> Amazing. It's Brian Any e from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Oracle 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We got to figure out something to do about these NBA trades on draft night, Ephraim, where you have these trades go on, and the guys will do interviews in a hat of of the team that they're not going While to play While they're for. being traded. Yes. Can we get a switcheroo? Can we have someone with the new team say, here, little switch." You know, like the NASCAR guys, they'll go from like the STP hat to the whatever, the Nabisco
3: hat, and like that. Why can't we do that with NBA draft picks? Well, they just have to wait. They want the everybody wants to interview so fast. Oh, we got to get it. We got to get it. Got to get it. Remember when Chris Chris Webber and uh, Antoine Jameson got traded for each other? Yeah. They were still on stage when they got <laughs> traded. Like they just switched hats on stage. Like he couldn't even. He didn't even get off stage, and it was just like. A, They told me to wait right here. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, let's switch these hats. Like you shouldn't like the the kid with his mom, and she was excited, and oh, I. The funniest moment to me,
2: like not from the player standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, how obnoxious it was. It was Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm -hmm. So he gets picked 11th overall by the Hornets. He's wearing his Hornet's hat. And during the interview, he's told, Oh, you've been traded to the Clippers. And he's like, Oh, oh really? Like, that's news to me. And he finishes the interview while in his Hornet's hat. We got to get a switch here. It's not too it's much got, to yeah, ask. It's
3: not. Yeah. Because they know the trades are coming. That's the whole thing. It's not a shy, but, whoa, what? The kids don't know. But the, right. the production. Yeah, the people they know that get those production people on it.
2: Yeah, so you had like the Hornets and the Clippers. They basically flip flopped eleven and, and 12, twelve picks, right. right? But the original team picked for the other team, right? This is already getting which is confusing.
3: crazy to me that that.
2: <laughs> why don't we just I'm swap like, just picks? Like, <laughs> take that guy,
3: <laughs> right? Yeah, like, because money well, and expiring contracts and all kinds yeah. of stuff. In this case. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, for the Philadelphia one, it was a, uh unprotected first-round draft pick. So they were just like, yep, we'll do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, with the Mikkel Bridges yeah. deal. By the way, the Suns. When you start
2: looking at the Suns, from They did you, something, didn't they? You got DeAndre Ayton, they number one something. overall. You got Mikel Bridges, who was a baller at Villanova, to go with Devin Booker. You got Josh Jackson, Alfred Payton. All of a sudden, they're not looking as bad looking as their bad. record was last season. We'll yeah. see the
3: process. They've been tanking for three years, so yeah. <laughs> An and awful then, of course, basketball. the
2: oh, terrible. The biggest trade was, of course, the swap between the Mavs and the Hawks, where Luka Doncic he goes over there to Dallas, mm-hmm. and Trey young, young he's going to be there with Atlanta. And I mean, the first part of this, I believe. If you look at Trey Young, that to me is where the controversy is. Some people think he's going to be a bust. Some people think he's going to be fantastic. I think that his his floor is mediocre. I just don't see him being a bust, Ephraim, because you got such a free-flowing game right now where you can't be physical with guards. And right. he's, he shoots it so
3: well. I just do not see him being horrible. All he has to do, and they keep talking about, well, we got to hide him defensively. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, so do you have to hide Steph Curry. You have to hide oh, gosh. Uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. You have to hide any of the starting all star point guards other than Chris Paul. <laughs> that's right. You got to hide right. them all defensively. <laughs> Nobody plays defense, but the fact that they can score. 25-plus points a game, this kid is a flat-out scorer, okay? Yeah. He, yeah. he is. That, that's what he does. His range is unreal. So if he can keep that formula and work on just getting stronger, he'll be able to get a shot off. And that's what yeah. you want. You want someone to be able to get the shot off. Steph Curry's not guarding anyone. We just watched yeah. the whole finals. The first thing Cleveland did was put him in a high pick and roll, and whoever he was guarding, they just went right at him. Yep. There's no secret. But his offensive prowess is is worth his his, his, uh, defensive inefficiencies.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. And, I mean, you think about going back to Kevin Durant when he couldn't bench 185s and the questions were about physicality, right? He's too thin.
3: He's going to get
2: bumped around, banged around. He's a big, you know? And he's just fine in today's NBA. And that was a decade plus ago. It was yeah. back in 07. Right. So, Trey Young, in terms of the physicality, that's just not going to have a big impact. I don't see it happening. It, it,
3: it, it won't. And this young man is 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 poised and he understands what he has to do, the work that has to be put in. And I'm excited to say, I mean... If he I'm would, excited it, to see Doncic too. Yeah, if his coach wouldn't and I gotta you know, my I have my opinion on Doncic. But if yeah? his if his coach wouldn't have went to Trey Young and told him, Hey, let's change up your game and stuff like that, that kind of messed with his, his confidence in the shooting. So he struggled there and at, at, at uh midpoint. His team got better, but he struggled individually. Because he was shooting anything. When it when you turned on uh oh, man. I, I was just like, Oh, this kid is shooting from anywhere. Like right. it didn't even matter. It would His feet weren't even facing the rim,
2: <laughs> and he was on I fire was like, the first half of the season. Lord,
3: that's because yeah. he was just doing him. And it, uh, you know, him and his coach got together and were like, "Hey, how about this and do that?" And it, it, it changed his game confidence. a little bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah, he did. Um but But uh, Donkic, when I watch him and everybody's raving about him, oh my God, he's. When you watch his highlights, don't they look? Just a tad bit slow to you.
2: <laughs> I like, mean, maybe honestly, a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, maybe a okay, little bit.
3: That was a nice crossover and step back, but you gonna have to go faster than that if you want to get that shot off. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's the thing, people. It is, it is uh, impressive that he's doing what he did overseas against grown men. But most of those grown men are not the same grown men in the NBA. So it's so no. it's a much better step up. In competition, one of the funnier things as far as Doncic goes. Now his mom was there on hand for draft night, and she's a she's a pretty woman. She is beautiful. And Andre Iguodala, did you see this yeah, of the yeah. Warriors? <laughs> he tweeted out simply, "Mom's decent." <laughs> <laughs> hey Meg, eighteen
3: yet? All right. <laughs> that was Iggy's tweet.
2: Mom's oh my decent.
3: god, that is, that is funny. Like, man. I just
2: the thought process of that and it's like yeah i should tweet
3: that you know at first, throw it I, out there at first i thought it was his girl i was like okay likes older women okay all right oh that's his mom uh, okay
2: <laughs> that changes the equation all a little right. bit so is right. your mom
3: coming with you is uh <laughs> is she moving out there are you gonna stay with your mother uh yeah just want to know i'm asking <sighs> for a friend
2: yeah apparently they have a great relationship and she supports him and uh, it'd be interesting to see if she uh, like, follows his career in terms of living in the same place as Luca. But about to be he's Instagram. colorful, man.
3: She about to be Instagram famous.
2: It, yep, she is. But this is a colorful guy, man. I hope he's the real deal. Yeah, I hope he's the real deal.
3: His number one improvement area is his struggles with aggressive ball pressure. Uh, yeah, that's the NBA. That's called the NBA.
2: <laughs> we'll see if he can step it up. <laughs> All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Why something that's incredibly stupid should not go away. We'll explain. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salaam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noe. He's from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So Ephraim, typically I root for things that are stupid to go away. You know? <laughs> okay, uh, Unless it's entertaining, right? Like... You ever see Jeopardy where they have like the football category and nobody knows anything about football? That's kind of funny, right? I don't root for that stupidity to go away. But oftentimes I root for it to go away in general. You know, if someone's going slow in the fast lane while you're driving, you know, slow guy left lane. Right. That's brutal. You want those stupid people off the road, right? But there's one thing in baseball I think is incredibly stupid that it finally dawned on me today. I was very late arriving to this party, but the MLB fan vote for the All-Star game, I hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing ever, where you can become the ultimate homer and stuff the ballot box for your favorite player, and they could be batting 195, and all of a sudden they're in the All-Star game. I hate it. But I saw this story about Bryce Harper. He said he's going to do the home run derby as long as he's in the All-Star game. He's only hitting two thirteen. He's got 19 home runs that leads the National League, but he's second in the fan vote right now. So he's probably going to be in the All-Star Game, which means he's probably going to be in the home run derby. That's fine. But I thought of it like this, Ephraim. You've got to keep as many fans as you have invested in the sport. And hopefully encourage some fringe fans to get into the sport as well. So it would be dumb to get rid of something stupid like it would be dumb to get rid of the fan vote in the all-star game even though it's a crock because why would you basically kick your fans out and then still say but embrace us fans it would just be silly to do that so you might as well keep it the way it is even though it doesn't make sense
3: yeah you have to um you know you look at basketball right they vote in the starters how many times have a starter been voted in and oh. They're not even playing. They're hurt. Yeah, Yao Ming played like five games and he was a star. Over oh, Shaq. Right. But, right. You, but you see what would ha- You see what would happen. The coach did, did right, and then the jump ball, timeout. Oh, Shaq's in the game. <laughs> right. Right? right? Like, that's yeah. that's what the, you know, baseball has a bit of that because they're trying to keep these people interested, man. Like, they play at, I say it all the time, they play on Wednesday at 11.30. Who's at the baseball game on Wednesday at 11.30? Like, no one's th- – they need to keep fans engaged. And by letting them have this power to pick the all-star uh, teams is is one of the ways that all – well, NFL doesn't do as much. They, they have a fan vote, but it's not nearly uh, right. w- w- worth what it is for the NBA and uh, Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah, it isn't weighed as heavily. Oh, absolutely if it, not. If you compare it to baseball, for sure. Um, and it's just one of these things where I, I've always advocated this, especially with the Supreme Court saying, "Hey, gambling is up to each state. It's on a state-by-state basis. If they want to sign up for it, great. If they say no thanks, cool too. But it's up to you, the states in this country, to deem it fit or not." I think that Rob Manfred, with his little gap-toothed grin should be smiling ear to ear in terms of hugging gambling. I think that he should absolutely embrace something that could help the the fan interest grow. So I think that if, if it's gambling, if it's voting for the All-Star game, there's very little downside if you're getting people interested or keeping people interested in your product because we've seen the attendance go the other way,
3: and you've got to get those people involved. Oh, gambling's going to be huge for baseball. Oh, it's, it's, gonna be be. It it's gonna be huge! Absolutely, it's gonna be huge for baseball. So you should you know.
2: have people with cell phones in their seats instead of books. Yeah, gambling on if there's gonna be over one and a half hits in this inning once, combined. Once <laughs> they
3: get it to where there's apps where you can just bet off the app, oh, it's going to gosh. be crazy. Did <laughs> I just come up with something there? Hmm.
2: Oh, they've got re- it. Let me read. But it'll to be legal people. now. Yeah, yeah, it'll be legal, and it should. It should absolutely explode, and that could be enormous for baseball. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios: How tense will the growing tension get? So, Ephraim, we've got growing tension potentially over in Houston, over in H Town, between Chris Paul. And the Rockets. Mm-hmm. This story, it's amazing because you think about how many dominoes are going to fall in NBA free agency. Of course, with LeBron and CP3, the list goes on and on. Paul George. Kawhi is not a free agent, but his name is involved with that winning out of San Antonio. So it's going to be really interesting. All these dominoes, how they fall into shape because that's why all these guys will communicate you know, before any of this stuff goes down. Right. They're going to know where everybody else is going to, especially LeBron. You think LeBron's going to go into this blind, not knowing what's going to happen if anybody joins him in L.A.? You're crazy. He's going to know well before he makes any announcement.
3: Yeah, they all do. Yeah. You know,
2: they all talk. The big guns. Sure, the friends. Guns. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Think about LeBron and Chris Paul being
3: friends, you know? Like godparents to each other's kids. Right. Right. Like, like they're just going to say, that's, stay. that's it, deep. Like if something right. happens to me and my wife, you, you will take care of our kids.
2: <laughs> right. Like right. That. right. So like, Hey, what do you think you're going to play next year? That's a little bit further down the list when right. it comes yeah. to, if
3: my wife and I are gone, we need you to look over my kin. Right. <laughs> hey, we trust you to raise them. Like we would want to raise, like we would raise them. That's yes. bigger than you coming to play out here with me. <laughs> Right? These are real conversations. So when you sit down with him, when LeBron and, and, and Chris Paul, they sit down and they, they talk, that's a real conversation. Yeah. Like, what do you think? You want to go back to L.A.? You want to go to the Lakers? You want to join me at the Lakers? How, how can we make it happen? I don't know. I know Houston's not going to pay you. No matter where he goes, he's not going to get a max deal. So the only thing that can save him from, from himself in terms of wanting a max deal at uh, – 33 plus is mm. the fact that if he goes with LeBron, we know LeBron's going to get the max deal, right? Right. He'll be more likely to take less if it's with LeBron because he knows that he's going to get to the finals at least. Right. Well, it depends if they go to the
2: Lakers, if they're going to get to the finals, they'd have a great chance of competing for the finals.
3: And, and I have a theory on that. You know, a lot of people – this has been a, a topic of conversation, barber barber shop talk and, you know, when you get with your boys and all of that. Uh-huh. And I'm interested to see what you think. Do okay. you think it better suits LeBron to leave the East and go West or do you think it it uh better suits him and his career his legacy to stay in the East and continue to go to the finals in the East? I
2: I was reading something the other day, Ephraim, not Mm -hmm. to make this complicated, but most of the answers in life are, it depends. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if if I knew what his team would look like in the West, I could tell you for sure. Like, let's just say for, for the sake of simplicity here, that another superstar joins him with the Lakers and they have a legitimate team, a better team at least in the West compared to his Cavs team in the East. I think it better serves him to be on a stronger team, even though he's in the West, and even might not get to the finals. Because if he gets to the finals with the Cavs the way they are, he's going to get his teeth kicked in again, and it's not going to help his legacy whatsoever. If he stayed in the East with a stronger team, if he went to Philly, now that makes a lot of sense. If you could go to the finals with Philly and some legitimate stars around you, I think that makes more sense than going to the West and, say, being on the Lakers when you probably wouldn't even get to the finals
3: um so this is this is my opinion on on the situation Yeah I think in order to beat the Golden State Warriors, you'll have to do it from the West. He'll have a better shot at beating the Warriors in the West than he does bringing a team in the East And I say that because number one you'll play each other more right you'll be more familiar with each other. Number two, what Houston showed us, um this past uh Western Conference final is they do have flaws and they can they can be unseen. Now, the fact that Chris Paul was injured, that played heavy on the fact that they were able to go on and, and finish out that game and then win game seven. But right. for all intents and purposes, that was going the other way. Yeah. Right? Because Houston knows them, they know each other. They play them, so it's a different dynamic when you're preparing for a team. And I know the playoffs is it's it's all. But when you're in the East and you're playing against inferior competition and you're just going through the motions, you build bad habits. And I, I well, and I think them if he wants to de- defeat Golden State, he'll have to do it from within the West.
2: I hear you. I think that there's a couple of things. I don't agree with knowing teams better. Like, let's just say LeBron went to the Lakers. Like, he would be more familiar with the the, the Warriors. It's all, we're talking like two extra regular season games. I don't think you gain an intimate knowledge with just a couple of regular season games. When who knows who would be sitting out those games due to injury? You know what I mean? But it does make sense what you're saying in terms of the season as a whole, where iron sharpens iron, that type of thing. If LeBron is in the West and playing better competition. His team might be sharper come playoff time to try to take down a Warriors team. And if you take it to another level, even though the Sixers have some good young talent, do you truly trust? We're talking in the finals now. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons and his broken jumper right now. You know, Markel Folds. Do you trust those guys? No. When we're talking about taking down the Warriors, because I can't look you in the eyes and say, I have more trust with them compared to CP3 or whoever else would join them in, in you think, know, think about this Laker team.
3: Think, think about this team. Say LeBron, Chris Paul uh, go to the Lakers and they bring Paul George. Mm-hmm. Do you think that team with one or two of the young pieces they have now. So if that were to happen, I'm sure Kyle Kuzma um, or Lonzo Lonzo has to go, but you keep Ingram, right, and some of those Hart and some of those other young pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think that team has a better shot at beating Golden State? Than if LeBron was on the Sixers? uh, Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And that's my point. I think if you go out west and you bring the talent with you, it's just a better conference. We know that. Right? So mm-hmm. going through the season, you you, you got to play. You got to you got to really yeah. play or you find yourself in the 8th seed. You, you know what it's I mean? Crazy like though. you you yeah. be you be shook over there. So right. I just think you'll be, be like Cleveland completely cruised through the regular yeah. season. Yeah. they, well, they had a whole nother, sure. Yeah, they had a whole sure. other team. They had two teams in one year. Right. I thought you were saying the playoffs. No, no, but no, no. 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 Yeah. They had to work yeah. in the playoffs, which right. is a testament to how easy their regular season was to still be the fourth right. seed, right, because of one player, because in essence, the whole team turned over.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, look, so I hear you on that, but the funny thing is that could work against you, too. Where I get the iron sharpening iron and that sort of deal, but... Imagine if LeBron goes west, joins the Lakers, and loses in the playoffs to a team other than the Warriors, which is definitely possible, right? Yeah, it is possible.
3: I mean, the West is wide over there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, And but that, to me, as a fan, would be exciting, right? Like I don't want to see another year of what we saw. (laughs) Wherever LeBron (laughs) goes in the East, they're going to get swept by the Golden State Warriors in the in the championship. It's just going to happen. That team is that much better than any team you can put LeBron on in the East, including the 76ers, including the Celtics.
2: You think LeBron on either the Sixers or Celtics, they don't even get a game from the they, Warriors? Okay, i i I was We'll, give, him we'll, we'll huh? give them a gentleman We'll okay. give them a gentleman We we'll get right. five. They'll get five. We'll give them <laughs> it's it's Brian Noenee from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. In terms of the tension, Chris Broussard of Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports Radio, he was on Undisputed on FS1 on Friday, and he was talking about Chris Paul wanting the Max and where the Houston Rockets are right now. This is really interesting. Listen to how Chris breaks it down.
4: From what I'm told, there's tension now between Houston and Chris Paul because there was definitely some type of handshake, wink, wink. Yeah. We're going to max you out last summer. Sure. you know. But right. here's the thing. Now they're not so sure. Houston, with good reason, doesn't want to do that. But they've got an out because they have new ownership. Mm. So Daryl Morey can go to Chris Paul and be like, I want to do it. But we got the new owner mm. doesn't want to give you five years or four years. So, so Chris if Chris doesn't. It possibly. Could Chris and LeBron go to the Lakers? Could Chris Paul go elsewhere? Come Which would open Chris. up Houston for... The, I don't think LeBron would go there with them doing that to Chris Paul. And he doesn't yeah. want to be there long term. So I don't think a year. But it's, there's so much. I'm told LeBron hasn't made a decision yet. Nope, he hadn't. and there Because there's so many moving parts.
3: Shannon. <laughs> nope. He hasn't. He hasn't told me anything. You know, Skip, I'm gonna button you. Look, 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 look. The king is the king, Skip. Oh man, it's, it's not you a bad what? Shannon impression, right there. I, I played like with Shannon. I know Shannon. <laughs> All right. right, next to Shannon, we, we're in the, the huddle. Way, right? Tackle, we, look, tight end. Check, yes. check this out. We would break yeah. the huddle. It'd be a run play. We'll break the huddle. It'll be a double team. Very rarely was he on the weak side, but when we went two tight end uh, formations, he was always on on the left with me. Uh-huh. He, we'll have a double team, and he'll, we'll be walking to the line. Uh, oh, uh, e, uh, uh, look, I ain't gonna give you a lot. I'll give you a little, but I got to go. I said, Shannon, where you got to go? It's a run. I, I got yeah. to get to safety. I, I got to go. I'm not gonna give you a lot. I'll be there, but I got to go. I'm like, what? <laughs> Shannon, it's better if you just Sweet. leave. All right, <laughs> just don't even touch him, because you're gonna mess it up for me. Like he was. Oh, I got you know I gotta catch these passes. No, I can't. You look. look I, you want me to hurt my face. I gotta catch these passes. <laughs> I gotta catch these passes. You know
2: I'm a oh, route runner.
4: Man. Hall of I'm Fame, gonna you. ask
3: you. I'm gonna ask you a Shannon Sharp
2: question coming up next. But but in terms of what he's reacting to with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and the man is like you said, 33 plus years old, and he wants a max contract mm-hmm. from the Rockets. We're talking. Five years, about $205 million. You cannot do that. No. It's going to absolutely hamstring your franchise when he's 36, 37, 38 years old and missing more games than he already is now.
3: Yeah, that's, that's not how you get ahead. No, no. Think about this. The last five years, Chris Paul has played in less and less games. Right. This is not something that happened Chris Paul hurt his hamstring out of yeah. the blue it's like wait what just happened I know it he turned he slipped he fell his hamstring is done they lose the series you want 200 million dollars oh no now and trust, that's the like thing. the value he brings to a team is tremendous it is but, it yo, is yo
2: for that we're talking tremendous at 32 33 We're not forecasting tremendous at 37, 38, and that's the whole thing. It's an albatross of a contract. If this dude is barely being able to get on the court and he's making upwards of 47 mil a year, that's where the Western Conference Finals could come back to bite the Rockets. If they sit there and say, man, we were up 3-2, we could have easily won that series if he was healthy. We're in go for it mode. You could really talk yourself into giving him the max. And the smarter long term pro- approach is to not do that. Yeah, not don't do that.
3: don't do that. That's not going to be the problem.
2: Good. The problem is like, what do you do if you don't? And I got to be honest, from there's not a great answer to that question. No, it's not. Know? But that doesn't mean you give them that much because it's going to come back to bite you if you do. That's
3: why I think LeBron doesn't want to go to Houston, right? He doesn't want to go to Houston. I don't think LeBron wants to play with um, Hard with Harden. Yeah, um, it's just completely it's firepower and all of that. It's just completely it's like yin and yang. You know what I mean? And Harden is not going to do what um, Dwayne Wade did in the prime of his career. He's not going to take a backseat to LeBron James. Oh no, right? <laughs> right. So right. Pe- people ask me all the time. Well, you know. You create, a, you create a super team, and you look at OKC. That didn't work. The problem in OKC with George and Westbrook and Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, was no one was willing to take a back seat. If you look at any combination of a super team or a big three, what has transpired? Sure, someone takes a back seat. Look at the Warriors.
2: Right? Look, look at Draymond, by the way. You see him in the finals, yeah. the numbers he was putting up, and he and whenever someone has a hot hand, you'll see Steph, you know, they just, if KD's got it going, Steph, vice versa, they're smart
3: about Steph it. Steph Curry was the two-time reigning MVP, yes. and he was- Only unanimous, by only the Only one, and became the second best player on his own team. Yeah. Right? Willingly. He, he took a dive- Two years ago, when KD first got there, he wasn't even in the top five best players in the league anymore. He was like right. around eleven. Think about when uh, Boston did it first with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett took a back seat to Paul Pierce because Paul—it was Paul Pierce's team. He was like, oh, "Yo, we're we gonna run through. We're gonna run it through you, right?" Ray Allen took a back seat. Yeah, and you go to uh, Miami. Dwayne Wade was like, "Yo, it's your team. We're the same age." We we're, He completely deferred. He was a top five player. OKC, Carmelo Anthony was like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do right. me. Yeah, yeah. Westbrook yeah. was like, Well, I'm going to do me. Well, and Paul right. George was like, I'm going to do me. <laughs>
2: did you see where I got him?
3: Yep. That's I'll it? Know,
2: no doubt. No doubt. All right. We got to get a Shannon Sharp story coming up next from the Geico Studios. And also, where do these two quarterbacks rank in the all time GOAT rankings? Get to that. It's Brian No, and from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian No, and from Salaam here with you on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. So I'm curious, Ephraim, former teammate of yours, as you mentioned, Shannon Sharp. I know you've got to have just a hilarious Shannon Sharp story for us somewhere in the archives, right? Yeah, I do.
3: I was looking on Twitter for a clip. One of my uh, teammates, my uh, old teammates, Nick Ferguson, tagged me in. When we mm-hmm. both play for Denver with Shannon. I'm. I'll. I'll pull it up and I'll. I'll find it. I think I have to go on on oh, Instagram and do it. I think it was Instagram thing. You know the social media, right? Um, right. Little Instagram. But we were. Over there. We were in Shannon's uh, first year back in in Denver after he left Baltimore. We started off pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we were. I don't know six and one or something five and one something like that and we hit a little stumble mm-hmm. lost a couple games and we finally got ourselves back on track and back into the playoff hunt and it was during one timeout we were doing a television game and Shannon was mic'd up and uh he comes up to me and he's like we we looking pretty good we look pretty good moving the ball you know uh I was gonna get my backyard redone I was getting the pool done. I was, you know, he just started talking about all this stuff he's doing. We're in the game during the timeout, uh huh. And I had to tell him to to turn that back hole off. We lost a couple games. I said, "You got, to, hey, you got to turn that back hole off. We're gonna hold off on these improvements." Now we winning again. You know, I, I turned that back hole on. That that, that 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 hole, that hole back there moving now. Now I'm gonna have to pull them, have to the slide them, have everything back there now. And it was just so funny because those are the type of real conversations you would have, <laughs> like in a game with Shannon, like in a real game, right? Like right. it'll just be, talking you know, about his back deck and it, anything, man. Yeah. anything. I'm talking about a tremendous teammate, tremendous teammate, man. Like I, I enjoyed the year that I played with him uh, in Denver. It was, it was, it was amazing. I just remember, well, there are a lot of
2: things I remember, a tremendous player, but when he was a member of the Broncos and they beat the Patriots in Foxborough and he was just giving it to the fans in a fun way, Oh yeah. where Don't he was like, we need them. the National Guard, we need the Army, we need the Marines, we need as many men as you can send over here. We are killing the Patriots is what he was talking about. <laughs> and it was just hilarious, man. He was on a phone as if he was talking to someone. He had props and everything with his trash talking. It was awesome, and of course, I mean, you got to remember the Ray Buchanan thing. Him going back and forth with Ray Buchanan oh, yeah. before the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, oh, I definitely, was I was there. Amazing. I remember. <laughs> I remember was, that. That's my favorite. Where he's like, you know, if I see him broken down on the side of the road, would I pick him up? No, <laughs> you know. And then he asks himself a few questions. It was
3: spectacular man that he, was grade a trash talking right there oh he definitely uh he he wins the award for that because it just wouldn't be against the opponents it'll be in the locker room as well So, right just, it was just constant energy never <laughs> i've never one time seen this man with without the energy like yeah, hey i'm true. just not in a good yeah. mood today just you know i've never seen that You know what's funny? Based on energy, one of the guys that
2: comes to mind is Dick Vitale. You know, high energy. And I got a quick story for you. So, I worked with Jerry Tarkanian for a little bit in Fresno, California. Tark coached at Fresno State for a little bit. He's known for winning a national championship with UNLV, but Tark hosted a show one day a week on the station that I was at. And so he would pre-record a lot of these interviews, because his show aired on Wednesday nights around 5 o'clock. So, he had coaches all over the country come on the show, and they would pre-record a lot of it, because they got games, they got practice, all that stuff. And so, I got a call one day, and it's Dick Vitale. And I didn't do the typical, like, Dickie V, what's going on? He's a PTPer. (laughs) I didn't do that, because I'm sure he gets that all the time. All the time. Right. But I was halfway animated. That's just how I am. So, I was like, Dickie V, what's going on, man? He's like, um... Uh What time is uh? What time's the interview? And I was like, Oh yeah, um, Tark said that we'd record at ten o'clock. So just give us a call at ten. We'll get you all set up. Ten o'clock. Okay. <laughs> that was the phone wow. call. Man. I was. I looked at the phone like, What just happened? This is Dicky V. He's got the mo- the market cornered on energy. Right. PTP he was baby. Asleep. On the phone with me, man, I was so disappointed
3: that is hilarious, yeah, man. when you did the but, interview did it, was it did it come back? was it back? Oh yeah,
2: totally wow. fine totally fine. but the phone call
3: between me and him a lot different man, that's funny. that is awesome that's that's like a comedian you being around a comedian and expecting him to be funny all the time. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like it's just like I have a bunch of friends who are, who are comedians, and some of them are on all the time, but then some of them are just like, yeah, you know, what's uh, what's going on, y'all, y'all?
2: y'all? Right, y'all? right. Y'all? You're y'all? like, dude,
3: right? man, we just watched your special. I'm like, tell a joke, right? <laughs> tell us what they did to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Wait, what?
2: Hilarious. All right, we've got the goat rankings coming up next, Ethan, mm. and also. Not too far from now. A pop culture pop quiz. Oh. Yes. And it's topical as well. Someone else who is obviously very topical. Our main man, Steve DeSager. Thank yeah. you.
0: Goat rankings? Have we gone to the farm report? Is that what is coming up? <clears throat> <laughs> Fox TV with Major League Baseball on the air right now. And for part of the country, it's Dodgers-Mets at the seventh-inning stretch. L.A. holding on to a 3-2 lead. Jacob deGrom went the first six innings for New York with six strikeouts. Clayton Kershaw just off the DL. They decided not to pitch him at A tonight, but here instead, he went three innings. He'd had only one start since May 1st. Defending champion Houston still trailing at home to Kansas City 3-2 in the top of the eighth inning. And the Mariners trying to end a five-game losing streak are up 7-0 at boston in the top of the seventh the red sox were a game behind the yankees for best overall record in the majors to start the day red sox losing the yankees did lose four nothing at tampa bay st louis a 3-2 victory at milwaukee cincinnati won it sixth in a row cleveland won it sixth straight game texas won it seventh in a row nascar is on fs1 tomorrow kyle larson earned the poll today at sonoma at the world cup germany on a goal in the 95th minute playing a man down late in the game, won 2-1 to one against Sweden. The Germans were trailing at the half, facing elimination. Mexico won 2-1 to one over South Korea. This is South Korea's ninth straight World Cup. It made the 2002 semifinals when it co-hosted. Otherwise... South Korea is 2-17 in the World Cup games all-time with seven ties. Belgium 5-2 over Tunisia. Three more games tomorrow starting on FS1, 8 a.m. Eastern time with England against Panama. And guys, you know how conferences in college distribute monies per school? SEC, for example, have their own network now. It's $40 million per school it was in 2017. Big Ten... 36 million dollars per school in 2017. Detroit News this week got a look at the new Michigan budget and found that the new payout from the conference is 51 million dollars just to Michigan so per school and next year it's due to be 52 mil. In other words the Big Ten has doubled the payouts per school in just the last (laughs) five years. It was 25 mil in 2013. Wow, oh and God. that's just from TV, right? Yeah, that's just from your own channel from the Fox wow. deal, for example. Guess who doesn't
3: get any of that money? Uh,
2: the well, players. Well, there's, that there's trickle down. It's not
0: cash.
3: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's that a team. hell of a trickle, whether it's cash yeah. or not. It's trickling. I, I know,
2: right? <laughs> Whatever. If it's However not trickling. It it's down. streaming. It turns out to be cold. Well, hard it's inaccurate cash, to say maybe. they
0: don't get any of it. Clearly, I mean, if you look at the facilities that college athletic departments have these days, is that for the kids though? The facilities are absolutely for the kids. Mm. They don't use them. I'm that's sorry. A perk. Do they go that's to the a, local? Y? Perk. No, that's no.
2: It's, I, it's absolutely a perk. You just can't pay the cable bill. Due that's right. To right. The facilities like I said, that you're right. training. It's not, at. It's not cash. Yeah. It's inaccurate
0: right. to say there's nothing that comes from this.
5: Mm. Okay. There's
2: no cash that comes that's from this. That's correct. Okay. All right. We've met in the middle, Steve DeSagre. Well, well,
5: I don't want to be, be in the middle. I want to talk about it.
3: <laughs> I I, yeah, I I I had this conversation over the weekend about uh when is the NCAA going to start giving subsidies to these college athletes because mm-hmm. it's tough. It really is and you think, hey, your education's paid for. Subsidies like stipend, what, you mean? Yeah, a little stipend. That would be great. You know, every month you get a stipend, whatever that uh, dollar amount is. I can promise you, it will help. The fact that these athletes cannot work, right? Mm-hmm. And the it's fa- the same
0: across Division One in your plan. It doesn't yeah. matter if no, you're no, TCU no, no. It, it, or... it doesn't
3: matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, across the board, because you you can't. You have to do it across the board. Right. Right, and it has to come from the NCAA. It can't come from the schools because then it'll be skewed. It'll be well, if I go, and then you'll have the right. upper hand. Other schools will have the upper hand in terms of recruiting. Well, if you come here, I'll stipend it's seventeen hundred a, a month, That's and right. theirs is only four hundred a ruin month. Ruin it, yeah. Right, so it has to come from the NCAA and has to be across the board. This is right. what it's going to be per month during your college career, and that I'm telling you that would help so much. Like it, it it's unreal. The right. position some of these uh, scholarship athletes are are put under because the different meal plans. Like once that's done, like once you've reached your quota, that you just can't eat.
2: I, this is one of the things when it does get, you know, rectified. We'll look back and be like, "That's right. They didn't give you guys <laughs> right. any yeah, cash." Yeah. Like
3: right. It's like so, my <laughs> my kids would be like, "So you didn't get anything." <laughs> right? It'd be like, right? My yeah. six year old in in eleven years would be like, Wow, dad, that was crazy, man. You didn't have anything. <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, it was some Saturdays and Sundays. I was like, right. what
0: to do now? It's like some you people take... with us, you look back, wait a minute, when you were five, if you missed the game, you just missed the game? There was no D V R. There was right. no. Yeah, right. not, what? Right, right. So what, what you're is,
3: saying yeah. is you couldn't watch it later? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, we no. could not. It was live or
2: nothing, but it's like the you take the college football playoff because I said this for years. When we finally get a playoff, we'll look back and be like, "We didn't have a playoff this whole time." You <laughs> multiply right. that by a thousand when it comes to players actually getting some sort of cash stipend.
3: It's it's on another level, man. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It, it really is, and. I, it, something has to be. It's too much money being made. It's too, just too much. It's, it's way ridiculous. too much. Ridiculous. And that's
2: the thing, man. It's not the easiest thing to figure out because you're going to get the, well, what about this sport getting money? And what about that sport? And what about Title Nine? And there are smart people making lots of money to come up with a system that is at least better than what we have right now. That is and correct. Look, we need to stop searching for something that's perfect all across the board and just get something that's better than what it is right now.
3: And you're right, because you brought it up yourself. We have a football playoff now. Even though that is still not perfect, that's it's, right. it's something, better. it's better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? That's another yeah. one of Brian's analogies. Wait a minute. You mean that they used to just finish the college football right. season and right. vote and one never right. played number two? Right. And we're
2: just like, eh, we'll say it's uh, Bama. Eh,
0: <laughs> right. <champs."> right? Don't <laughs> right. you remember? It was the it was, uh, late 70s. USC Alabama finished 1-2, and SC won at Alabama during the season, and they voted Alabama.
2: Same thing. Well, Notre Dame, There was controversy with, with Miami. Remember yes. the U and the 30 for 30 and... They got hosed one year. There were so many years teams got hosed. So many of them. Yeah. It's Brian No, from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So Peyton Manning, he made a comment about Drew Brees. So you have Drew Brees He's going to surpass Peyton Manning in terms of career yards passing this year. And he only needs, it's about 1,500 yards to pass Peyton Manning. So you're going to see it take maybe five or six games for him to do so. He trails uh, Peyton. He needs 51 touchdown passes to surpass him on the all-time touchdown career list. So he's going to get there eventually, Ephraim. And Peyton Manning had a quote and said, obviously, he's just been the ultimate pro, taking care of himself, being in great shape. Credit to him for playing as long as he has at such a high level. And it got me thinking, because we've talked about Drew Brees before on this show, yeah, and we'll continue to do so. If we start breaking down where he ranks, just go, let's keep it simple and say Peyton Manning versus Drew Brees. Who would you rank ahead of the
3: other? Everyone would say Peyton Manning. I wouldn't.
2: You'd be in the minority. I definitely would be. Yes, vast minority. But I would have Breeze over Peyton Manning. I'd have Breeze over Peyton Manning because I haven't seen Drew Breeze wet himself multiple times in the playoffs like Peyton Manning has. And I know Peyton has two rings to Breeze's one ring, but... We all know that the second ring had more to do with the defense than it did Peyton Manning. HGH. Wow. Hilarious. <laughs> and Gavin well, you can't just leave that part of the it argument it. out. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> well
2: you have to factor that in. Well, I mean, okay. All right. M- maybe you You don't think that's a big deal? Maybe you pay a little bit of attention to that. Has it been proven for sure? Beyond a shadow of a doubt? Beyond a reasonable doubt, yeah. Reasonable.
1: The great reporting over at Al Jazeera.
2: That was a great special, by the way. You guys ever watched that? I encourage anybody who hasn't seen that Al Jazeera special on Peyton Manning, and they had this like uh, fake track and field guy trying to get juice. And the people that he came across, it was unbelievably well done. I loved it. But okay, Gavin factors in the HGH. Whether you do or you don't, Drew. Where do you come I, out on this? I'm a from? huge
3: Drew Brees fan. I, I just think I he's know you like the little step brother. Nobody ever talks about him, right? It's we crazy. We, we remember, when we're mentioning greats, we'll throw him in there. He'll be in. Oh yeah, you know Aaron Rodgers, um, right? Uh, 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 Peyton Manning, and and you have uh, Brady, Ben and Roethlisberger, Montana. Tom Brady, Montana, oh, yeah. Drew Brees, and then you just keep right on moving and keep right on moving. <laughs> If you look, he has like nine records, nine passing records. It's insane. He's going to have Unreal. the most passing yards and the most
2: touchdown passes by when it's all said a, and done. A, by a lot. By yeah. a mile. And, and by the way, you start going down the road and think about who he was surrounded by. He hasn't had a Pro Bowl wide receiver in New Orleans. Not one And you look at Peyton Manning. He had Reggie Wayne, had Marvin Harrison, had Dallas Clark. He had a
3: lot of talent around him, more than Drew Brees has had. Yeah, he had. And, and, I mean, he made made Marcus Colston a seventh-round draft pick into a, a household name. Absolutely, he did.
2: Think I don't about, know what it is. I don't know why. I would think being undersized would help the Drew Brees argument. But right, for some reason, five, I think it ten. works against him. Yeah. yeah because I, I think that should give him right. more credit. But it, it's yep. like for some reason, he's not the prototypical guy. And it's like, well, he gets so, show, sold short because of that.
3: Yeah. And, and so you look at him as an overachiever. Oh, he's an overachiever. You know, but when you look at the prototypical arm strength and size of Tom and. And and Ben and, and 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 Peyton, it's just like they fit that mold. Right. right? And then you have this little guy who's five ten destroying defenses without a running game for many years. We gotta go right now, Ephraim. We can expand on this in a little bit.
2: I know this is a tough spot because he played for the Texans for a long time, have the utmost of respect for Peyton Manning. Ugh. Okay. One word answer. Peyton or Breeze? Who do you rank ahead of the other? Shit. <laughs> Peyton.
3: you go Peyton. And I, You're on I, I, I say it because, and I explain this to people all the time, even if you said Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. it would still be Peyton Manning. Oh, I've no. Listen to me. This is why, okay? I've never, in my 13 years of playing, playing against Peyton, we were in the same draft. I've never had a defensive coach or a head coach come into our install meeting each week when we're preparing for these teams and tell and talk to us about how we need to help them against right. Peyton Manning. Right? I hear you. Like that. But that that to me th- as a player, yeah. that means something. I'm like, well, why do we have to? Uh, why do we have to prepare for Peyton Manning? He he's playing offense. We're on offense. But they I were you. so adamant about right. you cannot turn, you have to run the ball. We cannot <laughs> give him back the ball. Like, it was crazy.
2: I know, but with the exception of one year when you were with the Broncos and you met Peyton in the playoffs and he carved you guys up. Oh my God, it was so bad. With that being the exception, there are other meeting rooms in the playoffs. Where the coordinator stepped into the room and said, "Hey guys, it's all good. It's the playoffs. He's going to throw us the ball." So, (laughs) well, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't
3: privy to that. Yeah, all
2: I know,
4: it was, it
3: was, (laughs) it was an emphasis, an emphasis put (laughs) on us to stop Peyton Manning, and I was like. I'm an offensive tackle. I cannot stop yeah. Peyton Manning. I'm, sorry. I'm
2: sure there were some similar meetings with Drew Brees and no, the way they had it cranked up in the Superdome I've, from
3: time to time. I've never. I've, I'm telling you, I've played against all of them, all of the greats yeah. in this era. I've never heard that from any other defensive coordinator or head coach aside from for Peyton Manning.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, Ephraim, Coming up next from the Geico Studios, this is going to put a smile on your face from ear to ear, a pop culture. Pop quiz that is also topical. <laughs> we got all sorts of stuff just blended together. That comes your way around the corner. Brian, though, and E from Salaam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. That's what I'm talking about, E from Salaam. Danny G, finally. We get somebody in for pop bear. We get some metal on this show, huh? <laughs> Go with this. Now it is topical, sadly, because the drummer of this band, Vinnie Paul, passed away in his sleep. Um, so, very sad that Vinnie Paul had died, but uh, that's why our producer, Gavin, wanted to get some Pantera on this show. And Danny G being eclectically blessed in music, he uh, he obliged with that. So that was cool. Very cool stuff right there. But um, we'll go with this as a segue to a pop quiz in terms of pop culture. Now, Mo Bamba. From Texas, he was drafted by the Orlando Magic, Ephraim. And if people out there don't know what Mo Bamba sounds like, here's what Mo Bamba sounds like.
3: They want me to contribute right away. I'm super fortunate to be heading down there. I'm super happy, and I just can't wait to get down there.
2: There you go. Ready to ball for Orlando. So he has chosen the number five. And so Twitter was just all about this. Because, of course, we had Mambo number five. Remember those song by Lou Bega and that whole uh, hit right there? Right. Yeah. This is your pop quizy from now. We're using the uh, the system where you're. We're assuming that you're not going to be googling here. All right, we're using the honor system. Okay. Okay. So the pop quiz I have for you, I am going to play random cuts from that song and see if you can name the girl. Within the line. That is being played, okay? Mm-hmm. So it is beeped out. So here is your pop quiz, Ephraim. We've got a couple of cuts for you, Brian, Tony, from Salam, with you right here from the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios. Who is Lou referring to with this drop? A little bit
5: of <laughs> what I see.
2: Hmm.
3: Wow. I know. Hmm. Let me hear it again. Okay. A Lisa. Not a bad guess. Let's see. A bit of Tina's oh, feet. Tina. Uh,
2: it's Tina. Tina, Lisa, same thing. I know it. I know it. All right. We got some other
3: cuts. Let's see about this.
4: A little bit of in my life.
3: That's, uh, Monica. <laughs> That's right. Let's hear it.
1: Can you play All the right? bleeped again? Because that was hilarious. It right. sounded like a
2: little <laughs> bit of. Sh- play one <laughs> more time. <laughs> In my life. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear a little bit of uh, some other stuff here how about this one a little
5: bit of <laughs> all night long.
3: Mm. one of these is Lisa I know it's one of them is Lisa is it that one a little, do, do it again I'm here little bit of <laughs> all night long I'm going with Lisa again let's see a
4: little bit of Mary. Mary.
2: Uh, Mary on that long. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Rapid fire. Let's see if you can get this one.
3: Pam. Jessica. Oh, you had yeah. it. Gavin. Gavin had that one. One more. We'll one see more. If we one can more. bring it back.
2: we we'll more. Have more. Wow. What does Michael Porter Jr. have in common with the NFL? You know, Ephraim, in the midst of the pop culture pop quiz, I tried to fit in a tease that was about, I don't know, seven seconds in length in about two seconds. <laughs> it didn't quite work out. <laughs> but
3: I love the I attempt, was, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was like, it's almost like a quarterback trying to fit the ball in a window that he knows he shouldn't be throwing into. But you're like, you know what? Maybe it'll work out. And then the backer picks the ball off before the safety or the cornerback could pick the ball off also, and you're like, yeah, gosh, I should have known better. That's kind of what happened at the end of last hour. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was trying to mention that Michael Porter Jr. has something in common with this year's NFL draft. And so what I think that's about is this – Michael Porter Jr., he fell in the NBA draft due to injury concerns, right? right? Yep. The back injury, the hip deal going on. So he goes 14th overall to the Denver Nuggets. And if he turns out to be a star, you're going to have a lot of teams second-guessing themselves like, man, we should have taken that guy. And I think that will be the same concept with the NFL draft If any of the quarterbacks, Josh Rosen, 10th overall, Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round. If those guys pan out, a team like Denver, who went with Bradley Chubb, who could turn out to be a very good player, but if they're still searching for that franchise quarterback and they passed up on a guy that turned out to be that, they're going to be kicking themselves.
3: Yeah, they will, but you can say that about every draft. And that's the whole point of, you know, you roll the dice you know you you look and 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 you see look how you don't think Cleveland is going to be kicking themselves in the back of the head again oh right if baker if baker mayfield doesn't yeah, pan out and the sure. other three guys do right the, I th- they've been yeah. on the 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 back end of that throughout our current history our recent history they're continually messing up right yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, all, think about all of the young quarterbacks that have come out and they've had success over the last five years. Let's yeah. just say five yeah. years. Yeah. A lot of them. They didn't get any of them. Right. <laughs> they didn't get any of them. And so you yeah. look at it and it's like, okay, well, it just becomes part of who you are now. So if Baker Mayfield, and I'm not saying he won't pan out, but if he doesn't pan out and Josh Rosen lights it up and – um. Josh Allen is the second coming of Ben Roethlisberger, and 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 Sam Darnold is, you know, John Elway, mm-hmm. and then you got Baker Mayfield, who turns out to be Josh McCown. Sure,
2: yeah, you know, well, yeah, but especially those teams. I get your point absolutely because the Browns could have gone with anybody. Anybody. A team like the Giants, who goes Saquon Saquon Barkley instead of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, they're picking number two. Let's say Sam Darnold turns out to be the real deal. They're gonna be kicking themselves. I think probably the closest comparison between the NFL draft and Michael Porter Jr. probably would be Josh Rosen, because he had the concussion issues in right. college. Right. He might have slipped a little bit because of that. Where you look at Michael Porter Jr. and the back issue, that, that's probably the closest thing that you could get to it even with the injury concerns you know there's a difference between in like a a short term injury and uh there's no way this guy can be productive type injury and i think a lot of times the tendency and especially in the nfl guys will be nicked up coming out of college and nfl teams will be like oh gosh they had a shoulder surgery had a knee operation and it's like It's a collision sport. These guys are going to be nicked up to some degree, and I understand you take that into account, but to be scared off to the point you don't even take them, it's crazy. I think there's
3: an overreaction there. I I think so, but especially, you know, you you get them in the teens, especially in in the NBA draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only 60 people get drafted. So once you get out of that top 10, top 7 normally then it's like eh you know how how good can you de- how how good is your system in developing players right, right? cuz the top 5 usually they bring something to the table everybody after that they have to be developed so just to put the onus on i mean the kid was phenomenal now it wasn't just a back issue i mean people said he had poor attitude and and all kinds of things uh start going and playing against this young man. The great thing for him now is there are no expectations. That's right? true. So right. at least not where they would have been. Not where they would have been. So now yeah. he can develop, he can get healthy, and he can change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Right? He can change what is written about him starting the day he got drafted. Now, hopefully, he has the right people in his corner who's like, look, don't look at it like you've been disrespected. Look at it like you're going to kill him, right? You're going to – whatever it is, you won't break the bank. You won't be an all-star. You won't be rookie of the year if he's healthy enough to play this year. And I also see it from a club's point of view because the back is something that has been the, the bane of a basketball player's in oh, any man. professional sports, yeah. look at Kershaw. I mean, come on. Right? Your When your back goes, yeah. remember Larry Johnson was grandmama? Oh, yeah. And he I had his back surgery, with, and he I, was just grandma? Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: got rid of the other. We got rid of the swag ma, right? Right. Like right? The, the second ma is what gave him all that yeah, swag. Yeah, grandmama. Turned you, look, into man,
3: grandma. you see grandmama? Man, we're creating a, yeah, my grandmama out there shooting hoop, man. Yeah. Right? And then you, you look at the. It, it sidelined and, and derailed one of the greatest basketball players in our in our history, Larry Bird. He was doing thought, yeah. the driveway. Yep. What?
2: Yep, you that's what I thought you were going with. I was gonna say a different Larry with Larry Legend. Remember all those times he would be laying on his stomach yes. on the court, just yes. trying to stretch that back
3: loosen that that back up. Yeah. Sure. Crazy. And, and that's so, the worry. I get it. Yeah, 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 you and so now you're scared if it's a knee, okay. Well, David, that, that's that's what it is. It's a knee, it's a wrist, it's whatever that is. But when you start saying back because everybody yeah. responds differently to uh, some type of back surgery or, or or procedure and maybe it just doesn't go well for him after yeah. that. You know? It's and, possible. Yeah. Because you lose, what do you lose? Your back is connected to your core, so you lose your explosiveness, you lose your ability to to cut it's just it's so scary hopefully you know he's on the men and everything is you know it won't hamper him in his career but he they were talking about him a top three put the top pick I know it and go all
2: the way down to 14th overall it's funny in a way because they were playing Jordan's 20th anniversary of the shot he hit on Brian Russell the other week push off and Scottie Pippen that's right. Scottie Pippen had a sore back that game. He was gutting it out, and I know all back injuries aren't the same. But if you're drafting Mark Michael Porter Jr. at worst, if you're the Nuggets, you're hoping it's something he can gut out, right? Yes. yes. You're hoping it's not something that just keeps him on the shelf for the long term. But here's Michael Porter Jr. on draft night talking about slipping
3: last week before that that hip stuff. Um, you know, the teams at the very top of the draft have kind of told me I was their guy. You know, and then that happened, and then once one team gets scared, they all get scared, you know what I mean? I know I could be one of the best players in this league. It's up to me uh, to reach that potential, and it's up to God to allow me to reach that potential, but I know that I could be one of the best players in this league one day.
0: Yeah, man.
2: Go with it.
4: You I mean, what I hey, mean?
2: whatever fires you up, you know, if you've got these teams, oh, we're going to pick you, we're going to take you, we're going to take you. You want to talk about motivation, for it not to go down that way, you know? So if he's healthy, he's got a lot of talent. And one of the odder parts of the draft, which is becoming commonplace, are the Knicks fans booing their selection, right? It was Kevin Knox. And I get they probably want Michael Porter Jr. He's got a lot more star uh, attraction, if you will. Higher ceiling if he's healthy. And they boo the heck out of Kevin Knox. It was funny, Ephraim, because he shared a a phone call with Porzingis. Porzingis called him up. And and Knox said, he asked me how the fans reacted, and I told him I got the same amount of boos as you got. And he said, it's all motivation and fuel for the fire. He said, just work. Sooner or later, they'll be cheering cheering for you, is what Porzingis told him.
3: Yeah, that's it. Make them eat their words. They love Porzingis now. Oh, they man, had they want to no know parts of that. They, they acted like, like
2: they had who? European scouting down to and, a T. And they
3: love having the little kids on there crying about the pick. Like, really? Oh, love it. Love it. Like what? Yes. what does this kid know Well, <laughs> like, Right. He's, he's six years old. He's crying about the pick. He's got the overseas basketball channel. Yes. <laughs> he's no idea. He was up to date in all the scouting info and Get out of here. I hope that kid turns out to be phenomenal. I do, too. I really do. And Kevin Knox got a
2: lot of talent. He could be a very good player for the Knicks. But it does beg the question, and look, it could be one of these deals, second-guess city, where if you go with Michael Porter Jr., you can make a great argument, hey, this guy's on the shelf for the better part of his rookie season. Guess where you're going to end up? With a high lottery pick again, which might not be the worst thing ever with Porzingis on the shelf. So if you're a team like the Knicks, it makes even more sense to swing for the fences when you're in the East, I think, right? Yep. They didn't do that. They didn't do it. They went with Kevin Knox, and who knows? When we look back, it might end up being the better pick. We'll see how it shakes out, but Porter Jr.'s health is far from a certainty.
3: Yeah, it is, and, and they just rolling. We'll just see. You know, I pray for the best, and I, I hope he can pan out to be as great as people uh, were saying because they were saying, "Hey, look, if you if you could come straight out of high school, you have been the first pick."
5: Right. You know that Man. was his
3: projection, Goodness. and what happens is, you go to college, you don't play at all. You come back. What did he play? One game. He he started the, one. In the, played in three. Right. But so very limited. But all of those projections and all that potential that you would have been drafted off of. It didn't come to fruition for people. So now that it's reservation, it's just like, well, you know, if we would have got him then, then it, it's just, it's crazy. No other place other than I'd say basketball. will they draft purely on potential, right? This kid, uh, he scored yeah, three think po- of a football player, right? Like you got to be able to play, man. Got
2: this back injury. He started one game. At name the position. Yeah, no.
3: <laughs> He's a first round pick. That. We're not. Nope. 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 <laughs> matter of fact, if you miss three games in your college career, they're like, well, it's not durable. <laughs> it's not very durable. He missed the three games. It's, it's like, a great wait, what? point. Like
2: who's the player that played one nah. he started one nope. game in college
3: football nope. and was at least a top 14 pick? Not going to happen. Man. Kyrie Irving played 7 games in college. <laughs> he played 7 over, games over, right? Right around there, yeah. Think about that. I maybe 9. I think it was, he did not play double digit games at Duke.
2: He he might have snuck up to eleven. But I he don't was know. A I think very it was very small sample size. Very small.
3: First pick in the draft. <laughs> Number one. Right? Like think about that. Which baseball player is getting drafted and he missed his whole senior year? No <laughs> well, one. Well, football especially, man. Football. No one. Goodness, dude. Yeah, they're definitely not doing that. They, I mean, you have to. He's the first thing they say is reliable. He started all forty-eight games in college, or like any type of. When Sam Bradford hurt his shoulder, they were like, Ugh. Right. Ugh. And then he's consistently shown that they were right. Yeah. Yeah. And even Bradford
2: with those injuries in college, he started a ton of games yeah. compared to Michael Porter Still, Jr. right. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a
3: free rate quote.
2: All right, Ephraim. Have you seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes, Hot Tub Time Machine.
3: Yes, and I, and I yeah I did, part one. Yeah. I wish I can part take one. back the fact that I saw part two, <laughs> but I cannot.
2: Well, we're going to make believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can jump into the Hot Tub Time Machine. And up next from the Geico Studios, we will answer the question, if they would go with Marcus Mariota... If they had that decision to make all over again in light of what's going on with Jameis Winston, that's on the way. I'm Brian Noe. He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So, Ephraim, we've got this deal with Jameis Winston allegedly groped a female Uber driver could be suspended for three games by the NFL because of this storyline, right? And so it, it begs the question to me, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could do it, if they could jump back in the hot tub time machine and go back to when they chose Jameis instead of Marcus Mariota, do you think they would make the
3: same decision all over again? Yeah, when you're comparing those two, I would say yes, because Jameis' upside is still better than Marcus Mariota. Of course, we don't hear anything about Marcus Mariota off the field. I get that. But we don't hear mm-hmm. anything about him on the field as well. I just don't think his ceiling is that high in terms of possibly, you know, being a top-tier passer in the league. You know, Jameis Winston's, Winston's biggest problem is he he's – neglectful with the football right? right he still hasn't learned that you can't make every throw right And you trust himself you too shouldn't much. make every throw yeah right that's the biggest for big arm quarterbacks that's the biggest thing they have to learn in the nfl is yeah that may work in college but that safety has range and he's going to get there, right? Like, yeah, he looks open, but uh, he's not really open. So I think Jameis, aside from the off-the-field stuff, I think uh, Jameis Winston's ceiling is higher in terms of a passer than Mariota. Well, I mean, I would look
2: at it like this, where if you look at passer rating for both of these guys, Mariota's is actually higher than Jameis. Yeah, I I get that because he'll take
3: the safe throw. That's what he'll do.
2: Well, he will. He won't take as many chances. You've got Jameis has 44 career interceptions and Mariota has 34. And you get a little bit more touchdowns with Jameis too. So fair is fair. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you've got, let's see, quick math. You've got 11 more touchdown passes career-wise. Right. Jameis over Mariota. And you have 10 more interceptions, Jameis over Mariota. So it actually pretty much washes out. Yeah, it does. You get a few more good, get a few more bad because Jameis takes more risks. But at the end of the day, Mariota has a little bit of better passer rating. I would look at it like this where I think that they would go Mariota because Jameis hasn't separated himself as a player, but Mariota has – in terms of decision-making off the field, right? And if you're projecting to the future, it's not just upside on the field. It's, dude, are you going to just act right <laughs> off the field? <laughs> I mean, really, because what's the next thing? If he gets suspended for three games here, is he going to mess up in a, a greater way and it cost him more games in the future? Because that's a concern you just don't have with Marty Oda,
3: right? Yeah, you're right. You're right, and um, and that's all pending. Of, of course, the sure, yeah. What what's going to happen? I, they pre- people are pretty sure, are pretty adamant that the NFL is going to suspend him for three games, and you know, it sure you, looks like it, right? But do you appeal that, and do you draw it out? Do you, it, it's you know.
2: apparently, according to Winston's camp, he wouldn't if he was suspended, which it almost seems like some sort of. Handshake behind the closed doors agreement,
3: right? Right, right. But then, is that also an admission of guilt? Well, he won't. I mean, right? Because almost
2: any player who I'm not, you know, you're not suspending it, me, and
3: if I if right. I haven't done anything, it's not happening. I listen, I hear you, man. Right? Like how hard Ezekiel Elliott went. Like I didn't do it. I don't want to. am I'm, I'm not going to get. No, I'm not doing it.
2: It's tough because um, there's two schools of thought. I totally appreciate where you're coming from, and it's beyond football at that point. You're yeah, fighting for your name, period. Right?
3: Like yo, look, right. I got kids, man. This is we're not doing this. Yeah, but the other side of it is you're just prolonging the inevitable. I get it. I I understand that, and that makes sense. But it's one thing that we have outside of our jobs and anything else. It's our name. Right, and if you if someone falsely falsely accused me of doing an egregious egregious act like sexual misconduct or sure, yeah, assault or anything like that, nah, we're not doing that. We're That's not true. going to do that. I don't care. It's
2: absolutely true. Yeah,
3: you know, NFL, whatever. We I'm I'm I'll be in the offices in New York every day. Like yo, right. this I did not do this. Yeah. It would be very
2: difficult because if you play this thing out, right, where mm-hmm. he was alleged to have grabbed like the crotch of a female Uber driver. This is awful, God, It's awful. Man. it's the allegation where she went to a like a uh, you know a fast food place get some food, and that's where it happened.
3: Horrible, right? Where, where was this?
2: I don't know which fast food place it was, but no, it was I'm saying in the, where where like oh, it was Scottsdale. It was in the Phoenix area. Right. When did
3: when did this transpire?
2: This was in March of twenty sixteen. Good lord. I know, which what are you doing? It's unbelievable it's taken this long to go anywhere. Um but, I mean, look, and that's that's another issue where is the NFL – because this happened in March of 2016. Right. It really wasn't a story until the NFL is talking about suspending him for three games. Yeah, because I didn't hear anything about it. I, I hadn't either. Um, apparently, this female Uber driver, she had done an interview in 2017 with um, BuzzFeed News. Mm-hmm. Didn't know about it until now. So you could make the argument that the NFL is – is shining a greater light when they might not actually know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that something occurred. Do you make the argument that they shouldn't be going down this road? But in any event, to your point, Ephraim, that's what I wanted to focus on, if you have been alleged to have done this, you're in Jameis Winston's shoes. You go and you get an Uber and you go home, and all of a sudden the girl says that you groped her and this did not happen, for your advisors to say, look, man, the NFL is going to suspend you for three games. We know you didn't do this, but you're just prolonging it. And it could end up costing you more money down the road. If you, It's only going to be $134,000 this year if he's suspended for three games. Now, when the money kicks in next year, it's going to be over $3 million if he prolonged it all year long and then was suspended next season. So if you've got your advisor saying, look, man, look at Tom Brady. (laughs) Look at Ezekiel Elliott. The NFL is still going to suspend you. To your point, Ephraim, it would be hard to convince me that's the best thing
3: to do because I know if I don't fight this, no one's going to believe me. Absolutely right. It's not about the money to me anymore. Right, right. It's about I'm not about to sign off on any of this. I had nothing to do with this. I would, you know, I'm not doing that. No, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: I can't blame you at all. Trouble and it does. will
3: find you when you start doing inappropriate things, and you right. have a history of it. It will continue to find you.
0: Yeah.
2: And and that's the other thing is, when you hear something like this, it's like, what does the girl have to gain? Right.
3: <laughs> right. Like that's the other question. Like what transpired? Himself. Was he? Beyond rude, or yeah, I, any—I don't know what—I don't know what transpired. If he actually did that, then he should be suspended, right? I mean, he should. Absolutely, he, he can't do that. Come on, man. No, you can't do that. He can't do that. Something we
2: can do is listen to Steve DeSager mm. spin us around the sports world. I'll take you know some of that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll get to the Major League Baseball scoreboard as only two games are still going. The late contest has the Blue Jays up 1-0 in Anaheim, bottom of the fourth against the Angels. And a game on Fox TV for part of the country. The Astros scored a run on the bottom of the ninth. They're tied with the Royals 3-3, bottom of the tenth now. The Dodgers did get an 8-3 win over the Mets, who've lost five in a row. Clayton Kershaw started, went three innings coming off the DL. Matt Kemp hit a grand slam as a pinch hitter in the eighth. Seattle's five-game losing streak is over after winning at Boston 7-2. To Cleveland won it 6 straight. Reds won their 6th in a row. Texas won its 7th straight game. Tampa Bay and St. Louis with victories. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. NASCAR's on FS1 tomorrow. Kyle Larson are in the poll at Sonoma today. Three more World Cup games tomorrow starting on FS1 at 8 a.m. Eastern time with England against Panama. England since winning the 1966 title when it hosted has made it past the quarterfinals of a world cup just once in those 50 years or so germany was nearly eliminated today trailed sweden at the half and came back to win two one on a goal in the 95th minute playing a man down late in the game mexico won again 2-1 over south korea belgium a 5-2 win against tunisia and guys i got an answer to something i saw yesterday in the world cup each goal scorer for switzerland made this gesture where putting their thumbs together and then flapping their hands like a bird. Mm -hmm. It turns out each goal scorer grew up in Switzerland due to Serbian repression in Kosovo in the 90s. And they Mm. were scoring against Serbia. The eagle is featured prominently on Albania's flag. These guys are of Kosovo-Albanian heritage. So they were sticking it to Serbia, each of them, after they scored against Serbia and then getting booed even more by the Serbian fans, apparently in the stadium, Serbia, a country that for a decade now has not recognized Kosovo as a country. So, they, I mean, one of the guys has like the Albanian flag uh, eagle on his cleats and the whole bit. And so that's why. And so they're risking a, uh, Serbia has asked FIFA to suspend these players for bringing politics Hilarious. into a game. Wow. Th- that is
2: a backstory right there, Man, Steve Man, That's serious. Mm-hmm. Man. And that's why
3: he's the best.
2: That's right. That's why Steve DeSager. There must be smoke just coming off of the keyboard <laughs> it just, it just, when he's preparing all this stuff. Oh, you hear? You know? <laughs> oh man! If somebody goes into the studio like, "Hey, Steve, I'm going to run down to the the pizza joint," you want? Steve's just like, "Not now!" You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> got stuff to put together, man. Great job, Steve. It's Thank Brian No and Ephraim Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So Bruce Bowen, former Spurs player, Ephraim, he had some thoughts about Kawhi Leonard. He was a guest on SiriusXM NBA radio. And had this to say, I
4: think there's nothing but excuses going on. Mm-hmm. So first it was, well, I was misdiagnosed. Let Look here, you're you, you, you got $18 million this year and and you think that they're trying to rush you. You didn't play for the most part a, a full season this year and you're the
3: go-to guy. You're the franchise and you want to say that they didn't have your best interest at heart. Are you kidding me?
2: I mean, he makes a great argument. He Ethan. does. <laughs> it's why would it be in the Spurs' interest to rush Kawhi Leonard back? That just it doesn't make any sense fundamentally. You're right. It doesn't. So I don't think that's what happened whatsoever. I think and that was Kawhi per- Leonard. I think that
3: was a perception from him. Whether that happened or not, I'm sure it didn't happen. Like we talked about before, like he just got hurt again. It happens. But his Mm -hmm. perception as a player is, well, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Well, it's hard, man. Anytime you've suffered
2: an injury, you have to find out what your body is capable on your own, not based on what somebody else is telling you. Even if your doctor's like, yo, man, your knee is good. (laughs) You have to test it out and figure that out on your own regardless of what anybody is telling you. So I understand that part of it. But at some point, you do have to trust what those experts are telling you. They specialize in that. And I understand you're going to have some trepidation and all that. You're going to have some fear based on a major injury for the first time in your career. But at some point, you got to believe what they're saying and test it out, right? Yep. Got to. Now, you've got Rob Polinka, the Lakers' GM. Let me know if you buy what he's selling here. Listen closely. When you have 16 banners, there's going to be a natural envy from your competitors because you're sitting at the top of the food chain. But that's just life in general. I think if, if you have success in any walk of life, you're going to face that. So in terms of Kawhi Leonard wanting to be a Laker... Rob Polinka's theory is, hey, man, we got 16 banners. Not like the Spurs are trying to do us any favors here, dealing us Kawhi. Do you really think that's what's going on here, Ephraim?
3: That, that's why Kawhi wants to go there? Well, why the Spurs don't want to deal him there. I don't think they want to lose him at all as a player. Right. Period. I think they want to, I mean, Kawhi, is one of the, when he's healthy, he's one of the top five best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Is one of a very few handful of, of, of NBA players that play both ways. Right. Right? That's a rare talent in today's NBA. You got a list of players who great offensively but can't guard me. <laughs> right? <laughs> now you have a guy who's a special talent. He's long. He has got huge arms. He's rangy. He can guard anybody, one through five, and he can score 30 points a game. Who? Why, why would you want to leave – no team would want to give him up. So it's in their best interest to patch that up. You know, Tony Parker's old, comes off the bench. Manu Ginobili is old, comes off the bench. A Marcus Aldridge is, yeah, uh, you know, he is the face of
2: the Spurs. Sure. And I get why they would not want to deal him or, you know, to anybody. You're not going to get equal value for Kawhi Leonard. No. For a star player like that. No. You might get a decent assortment of young talent or picks or what have you, but you're not going to get a superstar in return like like him. But I don't think it has nothing to do with banners. Like, look, the Lakers, yeah, they got 16 banners. Yeah, they just holding but they on to that. they haven't made
3: the playoffs the last right. four years, they're just, right? They're holding on to that because that's the mystique of the Lakers, and that's what it is. I get it. I'm a Laker fan. I love those banners, you mm-hmm. know. But the fact of the matter is they got to put a quality product on the court and the lake and Hawaii would fit great here. He's an hour and 15 minutes away. He's from the Inland Empire, you know, Riverside, California. Of course mm-hmm. he wants to come home and play. Um, I just think he feels a certain way about – San Antonio, or how the players came out and spoke against him. Right. Um, That's he, why I think you got to deal with him, man. Yeah, he's already a quiet guy anyway. Yeah. And whoever his, uh, his confidants are, they're, you know, feeding into that. You just can't play that game. No. Where you're gambling,
2: losing Kawhi Leonard for nothing. Right. Right. Because that's the thing. Even if you patch it up and you say, "Hey, man, we love you, and we're going to give you the max contract," and he's like, "All right, cool, man, yeah, yeah," you're not signing a deal today. You still have to wait an entire season, season. where he's a free agent and he could leave for nothing. Even well, if you get him to pinky swear right now,
3: well, if they, he still can do something else. He can sign the max extension now. He can. He can do yeah, that so now. He can get the two nineteen now. So if they were like, "Yo, look, we want to max it out. We want to give it all to you." And he agrees to that. Then he's under contract for five more years, and you're all good. And then you, you're good, no matter what. But if you cannot get him to do that now, and if he starts you saying need to we'll wait, him. we'll wait till yeah, the end of the no, season. Like when he no. starts saying stuff like that, then you got to go. No. He, he has to go, has to. You got to trade, has him. to. And yes. he said that it's not going to be any takers because he said he wants to play for the Lakers. Right.
2: Well, and that's the other part of it is if the Lakers offer the best trade package.
3: He's going to be a Laker, right? <laughs> like that's just the way it so goes. So it'll probably man. be um, Ball and Kuzma. Um, probably Dang involved. No, in has books. to be involved. Right, right. Um, it so, either be
2: Ball or Ingram. I don't. It'd be interesting to see. They won't trade Ingram. It'd be interesting to see who the the Spurs value more because those are both number two overall picks. I would
3: imagine it would be Brandon Ingram. They but, the Lakers won't trade Brandon Ingram. He's not on the table. You don't think he'd be on the no. table
2: to get Kawhi. No.
3: He's got to be on the table to get Kawhi, I don't Kawhi, think so. Man. I, I they no. really like this kid. They like his um his progress from year 1 to 2. Um and they they re- I'm telling you they really like him. Now Kuzma who's a terrific young talent, Ball who's had his moments, mm. all those guys are on the table. Lou Dang, no matter who they get has to be in the deal. <laughs> right. So, But I think they want Brandon Ingram as a part of their core with LeBron and Kawhi and whoever and Paul George and whoever else they bring in. You'd love to have him, but it could be the cost of doing business. It could be. You're right. So just think about it like this. If you keep either Ingram or Kuzma, that's a win for you as a Laker.
4: I like Kyle Kuzma.
3: I, 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 Man. Mm -hmm. But they got two talented wing players that, you know, one will have to go. So – For me, either one, with the addition of LeBron plus, you know, talent, and I'm good. You know, poor Julius Randle is just out in the cold Mm. on this one, and he had a great year. (laughs) But
2: we can agree that Rob Palenka is crazy, because if the Lakers offer a great trade package, it's not like the Spurs are going to be like, well, Lakers have 16 titles, let's deal him to Philly for a a bag of Spalding basketballs, right? Right, Like, no. They're going to get the best compensation they can get if they need to go down that road. That's just the way it is. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, maybe a little bit more of the uh, pop culture, pop quiz. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And also, the player whose reputation is way worse than the reality. I'm Brian Noheezy from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noheezy from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. So Dwight Howard has been traded, Ephraim. Yeah. Goes from the Hornets to the Nets. And Will not play for the Nets. Who he was traded for. Yeah. Will not. It'll be bought out. But he was traded for Timothy Mozgov. Ugh. The 45th overall pick. In this year's draft in a twenty twenty one second rounder <laughs> with some cash involved. So not exactly far a great the mighty fallen. Fall. Oh big time. But here's Dwight Howard. He was a guest on Steve Gorman's sports this week. Listen to what he had to say about his reputation.
3: Well, I just think it's it's a lot of people making up a lot of different stories and they come up with this narrative about, you know, who I am. And my grandma always has always told me a lie, don't care who tells it. And, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, a lot of people have said a lot of things about me that, you know, is unfair. Hmm. Okay. I mean,
2: the way I would put it is this, Ephraim. Clint Capella has played pretty well for the Houston Rockets. Absolutely, yep. yep. And he's getting a lot of props where it's like, oh, Capella, he's going to get a, a decent payday, and this guy's a hustler. And But if you look at his season – This last year, his best season by far, it's basically the worst season of Dwight Howard's career. Essentially, that's the way it breaks down. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me how both are viewed because all we hear about with Dwight Howard is what he could have been or should have been instead of what he actually is. And you just look at Clint Capella and appreciate him for what he is. You don't talk about his shortcomings. You don't talk about a lack of offensive moves. You don't talk about a lack of this, a lack of that. You just appreciate him for what he is. And that was never the case with Dwight Howard. And I think that the the conclusion when it comes
3: to Dwight Howard is often off the mark. Um, I think Dwight Howard over the course of his career... Um, at one point, was the you know considered the best big man in the league, mm-hmm. right? And then I just I, I think I don't want to be derogatory, but the word goofy comes to mind.
2: Right? Okay. Sure. Right? Not serious and, enough. Yeah. Right.
3: And you don't want your big man to be that guy, <laughs> right? You want him to be dominant. You want him to be fierce. Now you can say what you want about Shaq about being goofy and all of that, but he wasn't goofy on the court. No, no, right? He will dunk you into the rim, and that's
2: what hurt Dwight. And that's what he never gave you that that production on the court
3: to to get you out of that mindset. Right, right. right. And he had a great year. He had a great year this year. I was watching; he had a couple, you know, thirty five and twenty games. He had a better year than Clint Capella, and nobody cares. Nobody (laughs) cares. I think his stint with the Lakers really, really hurt. Yeah, because he just think about this: when Kobe got hurt, and it was now his turn. All he wanted was the team. He wanted the team. He just couldn't deliver. Right. I just think that
2: the production has been better than you know what we know him as like his reputation is worse than what the reality actually is but before we get out of here ephraim we're talking about mo bamba who is now a member of the orlando magic and will be wearing number five which harkens back to mambo number five Mm -hmm. right a lot of people had fun with this on twitter so we gave you a pop culture mambo number five pop quiz So you have a chance to redeem yourself with this one. What woman, what female name is Mo talking about here? Angela. (laughs) Let's find out. It's Lou Baker, by the way, not Mo. I screwed that up.
5: Erica.
3: Erica.
2: I got one right. You got one. Listen, you didn't get shut out.